This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. 890-GOLD today. Welcome back. Think at night. Dusty Like is with you. Chris Unicero tonight. And I think you get Chris Unicero the rest of the week, all the way through. No, just Friday. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, just Friday. Yeah. Well, Thursday night, you got Vern's Hot Stove. Next week, they have me on for like 60% of the week, depending on K-State. That's what they want. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of Chris Unicero. Monday, Tuesday, Dustman. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Unicero, man. And, and Sunday, this this coming Sunday, I'll be on, too. There you go. Plug Healthy yourself. dose. That's right. And I'm with you on Monday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whole lot of love, uh, Led Zeppelin once said, when it came to uh, describing their feelings moving forward. Tonight, uh, here in just a little bit, Joe Pesnanski will join us here on 610 Sports Radio talking baseball. It's growing up, probably... The most respected baseball writer I've ever read. Um, love Sam Mellinger's work. Love this guy's work. Passing kind of took over the last few years after that. But Piznanski, ever since I was able to read the Kansas City Star and understand uh, kind of what it was, I figured he's a guy. Last night, I talked to you all. I'm a little upset. I'm a little hot. You know, baseball calls it out. They say, we're not going to play a couple games. They say we're not going to play a couple series, and they take the they take the first couple series off. No negotiations can be made, even though the night before they went for 16 straight hours on everything they could to try to get everything settled before the deadline without missing any games, and it just didn't happen. and And now we're uh, now we're in waiting for for what I've said one of the most anticipated Royal seasons in quite some time. To me personally, the most anticipated Royal season since 2015, or I'll even give you 16. But again, we are joined now by Joe Poznanski. Joe, welcome to the show. How are you doing this evening? Uh, I'm doing all right. How yeah. are you? You know, I'm kind of, I get the vibe early. I'm in the same position as you, okay? Like, to give you a backstory, I know yours. The great author, the books, the this Kansas City star. Where I'm at is this was my year. To finally follow, to me, the greatest prospect in Royals history and see it displayed on the field, and we're locked out. So I start with the tough question, and we'll move on. But is baseball dead, or is it just in a little bit of a rut once again after yesterday's decision? Well, it's probably somewhere in between. I, I don't think it's a little bit of a rut to be canceling games and again. And uh, just, just, you know, setting the game on fire like this is not it's a little rut. I don't know if it's dead, you know. That's, uh, that's a, it's a multi-billion dollar thing that, uh, that I'm sure will return in, in, uh, in some form or fashion. But, you know, this is really bad, really bad. And, and I, you know, the people in Kansas City are, are among those that, uh, that this, you know, does hit really hard. And it, it stinks. It absolutely stinks, and uh, you know, I, I wish, I wish I could say that there was some sense behind it, or I wish I could say that uh, that I have figured out why in the heck they're doing this, uh, other than to uh, line their pockets. But uh, honestly, I think it's as simple as that. How does baseball fix this? Well, you know, look, it's going to be a multi-step process, and I think baseball's got a, a multi-step process ahead of them, no matter what happened here, but. 
the first thing, and and it's it's the only thing on the on the docket now is they got to start playing again. I mean, they just gotta they've got to get this worked out between them. They've got to uh, you know get back to the negotiating table and and make this you know limit the damage as much as they can. And and it does not feel like the owners are in a place where they feel pressure to do that. I, I mean, I think they they uh, have have spent. Many, 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 many decades, uh, you know, expecting fans to come back no matter what they did. So, so it, that's tough. And I think the players feel back to a corner, and I don't think they feel like they can back down. So, you know, that's where it starts. But, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a long process. Kind of to piggyback on that question, Joe, is does baseball need to loosen up in order to gain – I guess the younger generation, which then would would continue to add on to those generations. And when I mean loosen up, I mean get outside the realm of, you know, bat flips are unnecessary or pitcher taunting is unnecessary. Let them, you know, be the Fernando Tatis Juniors or the Juan Sotos that do a little bit more characteristic things. Is that what baseball needs to do? Or or is there something else that baseball can do to kind of because the way I look at it is the NFL took away celebrations. And they found out that that wasn't a lot of fun. They brought him right back the next year. And football continues to be a little bit more fun every single year. Yeah. I mean, look, I think there are a lot of ways that baseball needs to loosen up, not just, uh, not just in, in sort of uh, allowing the players to be themselves. You know, it's really funny. I think about this all the time that, you know, that you have these, these old school baseball people who are going to complain when they see bat flips or when they see – players being a little bit too exuberant or whatever the case may be. And yet when you see the commercials for the playoffs, what do they show? That's what they show. They show players flipping bats and, and going crazy and, and, and doing all of that. So, you know, they have to know that's a big part of the game. I think there are a lot of ways that baseball can loosen up, still maintain its character, its tradition, all of those things that I think a lot of baseball people treasure, but, but embrace some new things and new ideas and new thoughts and, and, uh, you know, but again, I mean, this is the problem. That's exactly what baseball should be thinking about. What baseball should be thinking about is how do we make this game even more uh, fun for young people, even, you know, more affordable for families, uh, on and on and on. There's so many different things that they could be thinking about. And instead, they got to be thinking about how to get back on the field because this is, this is not something I think that's going to end quickly. I, it, it, you know, I was – pretty optimistic early in the week. It looked like maybe the owners were going to put together a deal that was going to make this thing happen. And now, I mean, I don't even know when they're going to talk again. So, you know, that's, that's the problem. The problem is before you can start dealing with the, with the real core problems of baseball, you got to get them back out there. Speaking with Joe Poznanski, the uh, former Sports Illustrated writer, the writer of the top 100, former Kansas City star columnist. Joe, last kind of like national baseball question, then I've got to dive in because – I've, I watched videos today uh, of some of the podcasts you've done, and I noticed there's still the Royals polo that gets rocked, even though, you know, maybe it's been a while. But we'll get into it because I know there's some people out here that want to hear about it. But if you had to put, like, if, if Joe's got to put a face to baseball, like, you got to put somebody out there that fits the script of fun, is ambitious, is colorful, is charismatic, who's that guy? Because I have – I just – I, I, I can't accept that the MLB truly believes it's Mike Trout. Well, it's, it's probably not Mike Trout. I mean, Mike Trout is, I think, the, the game's best player. I think he's, you know, he's, he's absolutely wonderful for the game. I mean, he really is. I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's a class act in every way. He's, he's uh, a guy who represents the game in the best light, all that. But I think the kind of guy you're talking about is somebody who's, who's much more exciting and charismatic. I mean, that's not Mike Trout's game. That's not what he's interested in. The guy's interested in the weather. You know, that's, that's what he's, he cares about. Um, but I think there are a bunch of guys like that. I mean, you mentioned Fernando Tatis Jr. You, you know, you mentioned uh, Juan Soto. You mentioned uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I mean, these guys are 21 years old, 20 years old. Uh, there's a young guy, you know, coming up in Kansas City who you mentioned who is uh, really exciting, not only because uh, he does look like an unbelievably great prospect, but already... Is Don't do this to me, Joe. No, he's already showing okay. some real personality and, and, and excitement. I mean, it's, there are a bunch of guys, three, 22, 21 years old. Ronald Acuna Jr. is another guy. Uh, 
this the game is I, it's been a long, long time, and maybe never that the game had so many players, twenty two, twenty one years old and younger, who are, are so exciting. I mean, that's that's the real shame of this is that this could be a real golden era for baseball if they would handle it right, and uh, that that's not what they're doing. So one of the guys that. I guess I'm just weird. I'm sure you're getting this to be developed pretty quickly. But Rusty Kuntz was on uh, uh, one of our guys here, Josh Verner's show. He does a show every Thursday night called The Royals Hot Stove. And Rusty Kuntz basically compared Bobby Witt Jr., the way that he is, the smile. And one of the quotes was that he brings that tool belt, the same as Ken Griffey Jr. when Jr. was young. And when I hear that, I think two things. One, I think of King Griffey Jr. I'm 34 years old, so you can imagine what King Griffey Jr. meant to me in my lifetime. And two, I think to myself, this is Rusty Kuntz saying this. This isn't, you know, Ozzie Guillen saying this, who can be a little dramatic. This is a guy who's very humble, very quiet, and really knows talent. Is this what Kansas City is about to get? Is somebody of that, um, that five-tool set, and is this the best prospect the Royals have ever had in franchise history? Well, as far as the best prospect the Royals have ever had in franchise history, who are we talking about, right? We're talking about Bo Jackson. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about the young Zach Greinke. We're talking a little bit of, we're talking about Alex Gordon because he was, he was such a hyped prospect. Obviously, he, he, he developed into a different kind of player. We're not talking about George. I mean, he is as good a prospect as he was. He was not as good a, a prospect as Bobby Witt. Um, so, you know, you're, you're, you, he's in that class for sure. And, and you never know what's going to happen, but I mean, he was, you know, I mean, you just look at what he did last year and, you know, at age 21 and, and, and double A and triple A. So essentially you can really, uh, you know, you can, you can look at a guy in double and triple A and, and, and definitely tell what kind of player, you know, that guy's going to be in the major leagues right now. You know I mean? That's, you're close enough to the big leagues that it's not that hard to 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 you know forecast what kind of player that player is going to be. Here's the thing that's amazing to me about Bobby Wood Jr. He lost the COVID year, right? I mean, that's you know you you look at all of the breaks uh, that that's happened for this guy. You know, he's he's an unbelievably talented prospect. He comes out, you know, he's 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 uh, you know basically a top twenty. Wait, he was the second pick of the draft. He's a top twenty prospect. Day one, and then he's he's awfully good. Then he misses a season for COVID. Then he comes in and just has this incredible, ridiculous thirty thirty season in, in double and triple A at age twenty one. And now there's a lockout. I mean, it's like you, you can't believe the the bad breaks that are that are following around him. But you know, as a talent, um, yeah, I mean, he's he's the best prospect in the game right now. I I, I really do believe that. When it comes to the Royals, if they do play, I'm going to give you two questions here. Where do you see this 2022 season going for Kansas City's ball club? And also, what's the over-under on games? I'll set it at 140. Wow. Uh, well, I don't know. I have a great answer for either of those questions. I, look, I think the Royals are going to be better. I'm, to me, this is the season where you find out how, just how good Bobby Witt is, right? I mean, that's, that to me is... What's exciting? They played pretty good baseball last year. There are a lot of good players on this team. Obviously, Salvi having a you know an MVP type season last year was was just incredible to watch. And 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 you know they, I mean look guys like Whit Merrifield and, and Ben Attendi are just they're just very good players. They they've got a bunch of good players and some and some pretty good uh, young pitching that I you know I think is pretty exciting. So, look, I think they can make a jump forward. I, I think the White Sox are probably ahead of them in the division. Uh, the White Sox might very well be the best team in the American League. We'll, we'll see how that plays out. Um, but I don't know. The, the second question that you asked is just too tough to answer. I, <laughs> how many games is it going to be this year? You know, I don't know. I, I, I really, truly believe we're going to lose a month of the season minimum. And uh, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that uh, that uh, they they get this thing worked out next week, and we miss you know six games or whatever. But I think we'll probably end up missing at least a month. And then you miss a month, you can miss two months, you can miss four months. I mean, they, they could this whole season could get screwed up by by this nonsense. So uh, you know, I think I think that uh, I'm just in the hope stage right now. I mean, I'm just hoping 
that uh, that that they they get at some baseball in, and I think that if they do, you know, if, if we if we do get into baseball, whether whether it's in April or May or whenever it is, I think the Royals are going to be one of the fun teams to watch in the game. I I, I think it's been a while, uh, but I think that they are going to be very fun and exciting to watch. Last but not least, what's uh, what's a Kansas City meal for Joe Pisnaski? Oh, there's too many Kansas City meals. One before yeah. you die. What do you What do you eat before you before you leave this earth? Oh, What's the I one know, meal? Well, I, you know, I it's the the one meal I will always have every time I come into town is I will go to Brian's, and that's okay. It's like it's I and people say, oh, well, you think Brian's is the best? Well, every barbecue place in Kansas City is the best. I mean, there, there's I've had nothing but incredible barbecue in so many places, but. To me, Bryant's is the classic. Uh, I love going out. It, to me, I go to the Negro League Baseball Museum. I go to Bryant's. It's an absolute must-have. So I'm always going to do that, and I'm always going to get the bird ends. What's Joe Dur- What are you doing during this lockout? You got anything coming up? Anything you're looking forward to? And then I'll let you get out of here. Uh, I don't. Uh, basically, a lot of stuff was planned around baseball. You know, I'm actually going <laughs> yeah. to Tucson. Next week, I'm going to Arizona. I was supposed to be going for baseball, and then I'm going to a book festival. Now I'm just going to the book festival. That's not as exciting for me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to be just trying to hope, you know, that baseball gets rolling again. I, I think that's, that's pretty, much, uh, pretty much where my focus will be. Of course, I'll always be writing over at, uh, at Joe Blogs, JoePosnansky.com, uh, and keep, uh, keep doing that. But, uh, yeah, I need baseball back. I, we all do. Right, we we just need to, we need baseball to come back. All right. Well, when Bobby Witt starts off like Patrick Mahomes started off the 2019 season or the 2018 season, we're going to have to do this interview again, and we're going to talk about how he's the greatest Royal ever at that point, right? Uh, oh yeah, no, we'll do it in person. I'll be in Kansas City to watch it, of course. That's okay. Amazing. It's a date. It's a deal. And Joe, I thank you for the time. Take care. Be safe and continue the great riding, man. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. You bet. Joe Pisnaski right there for you on 610 Sports Radio. That was fun. We get back. Whit Merrifield had something he said today that kind of defends a lot of you after one day of letting it rest and settle. We do that, we get back. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. All right, I'm sitting down now. I stood up for that whole interview. That was not necessarily like if you've ever met your superstars. Pesnaski, like when I was a kid, my dad would throw the paper on the table after he was done with it, disgusted of the 2004 Royals or whatever it was, 2000, 2001. I would open it up, and the first thing I would go to is is Joe's section, and I would read that because I knew – it was going to be calm. Even if they would have lost like their seventh or eighth game in a row, I knew there was going to be some sort of educated writing involved um, when it came to Poznaski's writings. That's just where I come from. Yeah, he, he was big for me reading him, Whitlock before Whitlock, you know, jumped the shark and uh, and Flanagan, too. And he used to yeah. do the top of the morning in uh, in the in the sports section. Yeah, I, I used to read all those guys. Yeah. And like, that's why it's kind of weird with uh, with Mellinger as well, like where he's gone in his career, because like from like reading to meeting to knowing then to like hearing that he's like the new Mike Swanson, you're like, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Like, That's okay. weird. All right. It's going to be weird seeing him in the press box now. Oh, yeah, man. It's like, okay, like, how's it going? I like, used to are see you... you on the other side, man. Yeah, are you still the same? Yes, you are. You are still the same guy that looks like the lead singer of Arcade Fire, which in my mind is not a bad thing. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you what that guy looks like. Sam Ellinger. Uh, earlier today on Cody and Gold, Whit Merrifield joined their show. If you missed it, the podcast is up on the 435 Podcast Network. But I thought the most important thing he said was before he, sa- before he signed off today with Cody and Gold, he made it very apparent how this organization feels about the current lockout situation. Yeah, let me say, let me say one thing real quick before I get off. Because uh, a lot of people ask me when, I, when we talk about all of this about uh, Mr. Sherman and how I feel our organization is represented in all this. And uh, while we don't we're not in that room. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. <laughs> 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on TuneIn. go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And so I, we don't get to see how different owners react differently. But I don't, I, I've, I've been around Mr. Sherman a handful of times. We've never talked business. Uh, but I do, I have talked with Dayton and... Dayton is someone I trust wholeheartedly. And Dayton has reiterated to me time and time again that Mr. Sherman is in this business for the right reasons. He's in it um, because, one, he's been a very successful businessman and has the ability uh, to be in the position he's in. But he loves the game, he loves baseball, and he wants to win. And he might not agree with a lot of stuff you know, that's going on as far as stuff that we're proposing, and, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But I guarantee you, if we had 29 other owners like John Sherman and like the ownership group that we have, at least from what I've heard from Dayton, we wouldn't be in this position anyway. This, 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 we would never would have gotten to this position where we needed a lockout. So um, it, it's, I, I hate it for our fans. I hate it for our city. Um, I hate it for Mr. Sherman and, and the ownership group. But uh, like I said before, this is something that, we feel very strongly as players is important for our game, important for us moving forward uh, to better the game and to, and to look out for, for our brothers that are playing this game. So um, I just wanted to make sure that was, that was said. I do believe Whit Merrifield. Like, I do believe him because I, I don't think that he's a BSer. I don't think I've ever gotten that um, notion from Whit Merrifield from all the times he's joined Cody and Gold from interviews in the locker room pre and post game. Listen to him on, you know, Vern's post game show or anytime there's a one on one. So I do believe that. And I think small market owners do want the season, money or not. I mean, I think that the small market teams need this season. Like, we're not the Yankees here in Kansas City. We're not Boston. We know that every year that this town and this team is dependent on what comes into the stadium. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. Like, you think parking is ridiculous here. Go somewhere else and see how much parking is or go somewhere else where there is no parking and there is no easy accessibility to the stadium or there isn't a team or a franchise that truly does love its team playing in front of its audience. It's just the way that it is. The Royals need this. This just seems like the situation that there's a few bad apples that spoil it for the rest the Royals would be very, very, very successful or at least a little bit more successful if there was indeed a salary cap on the baseball uh, roster. There's not. Rich teams get richer. Poor teams get poorer. That's the way it is. And like we mentioned last night, baseball made a 30% increase gained over 15 through 19, 30%. They went from eight point something to 10 point something billion in revenue. But yet, for some reason, contracts went down. So the organization or the baseball platform itself got richer and the players. And I know it's hard for some of you to put your head around it to think, so they went from 4.8 million to 4.1 million and you're sorry. That's not the concept. I'm not upset with how much money they make. They play professional sports. Sorry that I couldn't do that or you couldn't do that. That's just... If you're good at something, never do it for free, I think is what the Heath Ledger Joker once said. So when you think about the situation, them getting more money, 
players making less due to overall contracts and the average baseball player average making 700 K or less than a million dollars is a little absurd when every single franchise makes almost a 30% gain every five years. Now, again, we have gone through a pandemic season, but my only problem is from here is that we need fire from guys like this more often, like Whit Merrifield. I thought Jeffrey Flanagan, who was on oh, the drive earlier, just and he went on a Twitter rant like last week about this, and yeah. it was great. And and the big point he made was that because I I was listening to C dot uh, start the show, and he talked about how like we. I mean, I think it's safe to assume, we all assume that at some point Bobby Wood Jr. will play for another franchise, Ooh. unfortunately. I don't think so. I, I think it's very possible. I don't. And, I mean, we, we saw it with Haas, we saw it with Moose. I, I just feel like in the sport of baseball, teams, and, and we kind of see it in the NBA too, but in, in, in Major League Baseball, teams in sizes, uh, market sizes like Kansas City just generally can't afford or are unwilling to go out there and pay these guys the kind of money that they want. And unfortunately, the big market teams are the ones that are basically buying their world championships. And it's unfortunate because it means a guy like Dayton Moore, J.J. Piccolo, those guys have to be better than the guys in New York, Boston, L.A., etc. And it's really unfortunate because they can't generally keep those teams or keep those teams together like we see in the NFL, like we can generally see in the NBA, because you can't go over the cap if you're retaining players who have bird rights. So I just feel like it it hurts the game that there really isn't any checks and balances as far as keeping payrolls in check, so you don't have the big market teams basically just buying titles. So I I really feel like that's that's was a really interesting. Uh, piece that he was talking about. Yeah. And I feel like that's not really being talked about enough as it pertains to this, these whole labor negotiations, because the they're they're talking about that seventh year of arbitration and whatnot. Yeah. And I, I know that they're trying to say, oh well, you know, it's not fair for the small market teams, but it's like, you know, if you fix that issue with salary caps and whatnot, it would be a little bit better. And it, it sucks that they're unwilling to handle that issue. Well, the problem with baseball is that baseball doesn't want to accept new day, new age. Yeah. That's the problem with right. baseball. It's always been that way. Baseball is begging itself to have Mike Trout be its biggest star, like we were talking with Poznanski about. Yeah. <laughs> like, Mike Trout didn't want to be that guy. And I'm going to talk about Mike Trout in a little bit later because, like, I see these people uh, on Twitter, like, backing Mike Trout today. And, I, and we'll get into this a little bit later. But before we do that, I think we need to discuss, do you think they're going to play more or less than 140 games? Now, again, that's 22 missed games. We're already at six. The under's definitely hitting. Like, they're not going to play 140 games this year. And Poznanski says they're not going to play two months of baseball, it seems, at this point. That sucks. And that sucks for small market teams because they don't get a chance to really ramp it up. So think about missing two months if you're the Royals. You're missing April and May. Guess what happens in July? Oh, those Chiefs start practicing without football pads, and everybody loses their mind. And then baseball's screwed, and you have your next best superstar on the diamond coming up, hopefully, for the Royals. When we come back, speaking of the Chiefs, Pete Sweeney said something that now I think, I think maybe he really did mean it. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Back in 610 Sports Radio, Dusty Likens, Chris Unicero with you. Tomorrow night, Vern's Hot Stoves, 6 o'clock. Probably the hottest the stove's ever been. That's the first show for Vern since... Vern's going to be pissed tomorrow. He should be. He's going to be pissed tomorrow. He's one of those guys who doesn't get to work. Although he is in lovely Arizona. Yeah. Giving you all the Bobby Witt content you can have. Vern is... Vern is really doing me in right now because I think he knows what he's doing, which he does. He's the smartest man in this building sometimes. And he's literally got his phone locked in on, on Bobby Witt Jr. anywhere and everywhere on the field so that you know what you're missing. 
Uh, we've talked about this already. Like, we know that this is the worst possible time for the Royals to miss out. I thought what Pesnaski said earlier was great, that he's, like, had to deal with a, a, a lockout. He's had to deal with uh, a plague season because it was it was the, the pandemic going on and all that kind of stuff. He's 21 years old. He's tearing the minor league apart, and yet we don't get anything about it. It sucks, but there's nothing I can do about it. But one thing I can say that I never thought that I'd bring back is a few weeks ago, I had Pete Sweeney on. We were talking about the hire of Matt Nagy, and I didn't even let this even play out in my head. He had mentioned after he said this that that Eric Bieniemy was on what you'd call the Bob Sutton contract, where it's the, this is it. Um, I truly believe that. But he had this to say about Matt Nagy that I think is even more and more true today. I tend to think that this is the man, uh, and who knows how many years it'll be, two, three, four, five years. I think Nagy is the guy that the Chiefs ultimately see as the next head coach in line. He has those connections to uh, Brett Veach from college at Delaware. He's going to get a few years now closely working with Patrick Mahomes. So when Andy Reid, who's in his 60s, calls it quit, they'll have an in-house candidate uh, that they really like in Matt Nagy. And I figured that I'd bring that up because – you see on Twitter as well from other people that tweet this story of Matt Nagy that this is this is not just a hire for somebody to replace Matt Kafka or a feel sorry for a guy who got fired in Chicago because he's a friend of the coaching staff. No, 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 no. This is a project is what this Matt Nagy situation is. Whether you like it, we like it or not, that's exactly what this is. This is a four-year progress project if I had to guess. And seeing people that follow the NFL, seeing people that I respect that are reporters of the NFL, and they see the Matt Nagy situation uh, coming to Kansas City, you have to think that this is the final year for Eric Bieniemy, And it's not in a way in which the Chiefs have hard feelings. It's not in a way as if they're, you know, kicking their kid out into the street and being like, all right, well, we've given you everything we possibly can. Go figure it out. I think this is one of those things that after this year, I think Matt Nagy becomes your offensive coordinator. And I think they want to see this year how he works with Patrick Mahomes, how he works with this offense, and how he gels with the rest of the offensive game plan. I think when it comes to Eric Bieniemy, I think Eric Bieniemy is a guy that we will see as a free agent offensive coordinator. We don't know how this year in the NFL is going to pan out for a lot of teams. We also know that at least five coaches will probably be fired. Hell, there might be a new GM on other teams as well, like Lewis Riddick, who was interviewed in Indianapolis for the Pittsburgh Steelers GM job. I'm sure he'd love to have Eric Bieniemy on his squad as an offensive coordinator or maybe a head coach. Maybe he becomes the the GM of another franchise and wants to bring in that type of offensive coordinator that's been around a successful offense for four straight years in four straight off AFC championship games. And I get it. You can be like, well, Dusty, duh. Andy Reid calls all the plays. I don't believe that because of the three-letter word all. I think there are times where maybe Andy steps in and says, all right, hey, hang on. You know, like when you'd play Madden as a kid with your franchise and once you were up like 21 nothing, you let your friend who wasn't so good have the sticks and, and throw the deep balls and mess around and then it all of a sudden got to like 21-14, like, all right, hang on, come here. Yeah, y'all did that. We, <laughs> yeah. we didn't do that. <laughs> we, first off, we played 21 skunks. So as soon as you I'm get saying, up by 21, no, I, the I was saying over. like if you played franchise mode. Oh, we, I, I wouldn't let anyone touch my franchise mode. I was mode. Like no. nothing, and my buddy was over and never really played. And I was like, yeah, hey, you know, you know, it's fun, whatever this game. No, I'm no, not worried I wouldn't about do that. No, don't, don't you do that to my stats. That's fine. <laughs> as long as my quarterback and running back. I care about them stats. Yeah, never really cared about them. Trying to protect guys. my defense. Yeah, that's too much. But I think that there's no hard feelings in this situation. But I get the frustration that is, okay, well then, why wouldn't, After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. 
See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. You just keep Eric Bieniemy until he's the next head coach, because it's not going to be in that time frame. This is a time frame in which Matt Nagy is coming back from a job in which he was fired from. Whether he was successful or unsuccessful in anybody's mind, He's coming from a job that maybe wasn't the best position for him to take at the time, but it was a head coaching gig. Didn't work out. Had Mitch Trubisky, had Andy Dalton in there, a lot of miscommunication with the franchise, and now he's back with the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, what's better to come back to a team like Andy Reid who knows how to, you know, set guys up for success? And now he can do that with Matt Nagy, making him the senior assistant offensive mind slash quarterbacks coach. Get him on a relationship path with Patrick Mahomes because if you've noticed in the past when he was here with Patrick Mahomes, Alex Smith was a starting quarterback. And in that Week 17 game, Andy Reid called plays because the number ones on offense focused on the next week. They focused all their attention, not on Denver, on the next week. And Andy Reid was saying, well, this is the quarterback of the future. I want to see what he's like, what he can do, put him in some situations. And then I think after about four or five plays, Andy Reid went, oh, my gosh. So there really was no chemistry yet built with Mahomes and Nagy. That will be built next year. Now, I'm pretty aware that they are comfortable with each other, know each other's styles and how they work. But again, what Patrick Mahomes has accomplished in the last four years here in Kansas City is noteworthy. He's led this team to four straight division titles. He's led this team to four straight AFC championship games all at home. He's led this team to two Super Bowls. And he's won a Super Bowl, and he's won an MVP and a Super Bowl MVP. It comes to the Matt Nagy, Patrick Mahomes situation. That's a different topic within itself. But Matt Nagy gets to sit back and watch how it all works. And it's going to be a little bit different having Patrick Mahomes as your gunslinger than it's going to be Andy Dalton or Mitchell Trubisky. That's just the way it is. And a lot of times I think that we do judge guys a little more harshly when they don't have a good quarterback. Sean McVay didn't win a Super Bowl with Jerry Goff. He went to a Super Bowl with Jerry Goff. He won a Super Bowl the first year he got Matt Stafford. Am I wrong? No. Bill Belichick without Tom Brady has been just, well, Bill Belichick. I'm not saying that Tom Brady was 90% of that, that business, that success, but it is clearly evident that Tom Brady was a lot. Bruce Arians in Tampa Bay. Tom Brady. It is what it is. So Matt Nagy, Patrick Mahomes, that's step one. Step two, becoming offensive coordinator, learning how to make these plays work. And then your final step, what it sounds like and what maybe the process is grooming to be, is Matt Nagy, when Andy Reid finally says, I'm out, I got three rings. I'm the second winningest coach of all time. I'm going to have my name in the ring of honor, gold jacket. I'm out. I'm going to San Diego. I'm living the rest of my life on the beach, Chili Rienos, whatever it may be. Peace out. Matt Nagy is the next guy because of what he has done in previous years to be groomed to this petition. And who knows? Again, where Eric Bieniemy goes, but I do believe this is the final year, but there is no... Bad blood in that situation with baseball locked. I'm allowed to talk every night that I'm on about a sport that maybe you need to give a try that is currently going on. And right now we do that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. 
I feel like this next topic, Chris, is going to piss people off because... I mean, like, half the stuff that we do on the radio pisses somebody off. Right. So, like, I mean, you can't really do a topic that doesn't piss anyone off. Yeah, I mean, unless it's food. And people don't No, because you know how people you are. You don't get pissed. They just disagree, but, like, in a nice way. They're like, oh, that's a good mention, but uh, have you I don't had know. this? I don't know about that because I've, I've heard some people... Cause, when you were on with Bink, what was it like a couple years ago? And you were you guys were talking about like breakfast at Waffle House. Oh yeah, and you said that you weren't weren't a fan of bacon. I said I said bacon was overrated. Yeah, you yeah. said that, and you pissed off people. A there few. Were, there were some people on the text line that yeah. did not like that take. So yes, you can piss people off of food takes. I still stand on that hill. <laughs> I still think sausage patties wins over bacon, but Waffle House breakfast is legit. Um, somebody on the text line, 75 J Southland Toast Service text line. I love how the Chiefs fans cheer for Eric Bieniemy to get a head coaching job, but when it's the opportunity arises, they don't even want him as the head coach of Kansas City. Here's the thing, and I responded to this texture. The thing is, is if Andy Reid were leaving tomorrow, then yeah, I'd be all for it. Let him take over, give him a shot. But Andy Reid's not done. And he's clearly made that evident that Andy Reid himself is not done. Andy Reid is going to try and get at least two more Super Bowls out of this franchise. I think that's a, a reachable goal. I mean, wouldn't you? They're the favorites to go to the AFC Championship game next year. They're tied for the favorite to go to the Super Bowl game next year with the Buffalo Bills, who are now surprisingly looking into Rob Gronkowski. I guess he's going to finish it out at home one more time. That's kind of dangerous with him and Dalton Knox. I don't, I don't really like that uh, as an AFC contender, but... Um, no, I think that the reason that you say that last subject that Matt Nagy is going to be the head coach of the future and that what's that's what they're they're prepping this for is because by the time Nagy is ready for years, Andy Reid might possibly be ready to set it up. And when I mean set it up, I mean feet Ottoman peach iced tea and watching football instead of coaching football. Eric Bieniemy, if he's going to get a shot, it's going to happen now or next year. Or last year. So that's why I think that as people here on radio, we're not saying Eric Bieniemy is the next head coach. Because his opportunity is somewhere else at this point. Sausage links are better than sausage patties. Eh. No, 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 no. I don't. Sausage, sausage patties links freak me out. It's that snap and that slickness of a sausage link that I can't do. Yeah, I like sausage patties, and I'm a I'm a Big bacon time. I'm a bacon over sausage guy. But okay. sausage patties are are way better than links. That's fine. I was listening because I like both these guys, and I think this has always been like a good segment that that we could have is Mad Dog and Stephen A. And they went back at it today with uh, with Mad Dog. Mad Dog says some stupid things, but he did get. He, listen here. I think he Are you be. kidding yes, me? I yes, I do. Top ten. Yes, I do. Uh, yes. Let's let's go through the greatest shoot. The greatest shooter let's go in the history. You really want to do this? Through. You want to do this? Let's, let's go. go. Let's go. Let's, Can we let's go, go through them? Let's go. Let's go. We got right. MJ. We got LeBron. No, no, no. Okay. I'm gonna, I do the asking. I do okay. the asking. Okay. okay. You got a series to win for your life. Burn a curry. <laughs> what? Don't even go there. What? Don't even me. go there. What? He got me. He got me. <laughs> I can't go against a healthy Larry Bird. So the argument here is that Stephen A has <laughs> Steph Curry and his top 10 basketball players of all time. And the first question he gets from Mad Dog Russo is Larry Bird, Steph Curry, your life on the line. And Stephen A can't say Steph Curry. Now, here's where I want to take this topic. Because I think Steph Curry is special. I really do. I think there's a lot of similarities in Patrick Mahomes that there are in Steph Curry when it comes to charisma tenaciousness, and just superstar capability. And with no baseball, let me allow you some help with what to watch. Because that's what I'm going to do. Because you don't have baseball. I don't have baseball. Now, myself, Unicero, a lot of people at this station, we tend to be fans of the NBA. And if you want to click your radio off, that's your fault. That's your decision they don't play defense in the NBA. No, they just have really good shooters. <laughs> I don't need to watch an NBA game that's 60. Like when people give you the argument, and again, I'm not going to get into an argument here, but when people say, you know, the NBA and college are different because college makes sense because, you know, it's more competitive. No, it's not. They're just not as good. <laughs> it's just bad. 
Like if you think the NBA is worse than college or they don't play defense, if they, if your biggest concern is they don't play defense in the NBA, explain to me why Mitch Lightfoot wears a shooting sleeve. So we move on. Watch Steph Curry. Because for those of you that love Mahomes or weren't really football fans until you got involved with how Patrick Mahomes played the sport of football, Steph Curry's like that in basketball. He is Patrick Mahomes of the NBA. And you can adopt him and them as your favorite team, the Golden State Warriors. I'll allow that because so can you. You have no NBA team. So the opportunity is chopping at the bit for you to go find Steph Curry and watch. And again, I don't know how many more years of Steph Curry we have. I would like to think we've got a good five-year stretch. Golden State is amazing to watch. And Steph Curry, the way that he plays the game, is very similar to the way that Patrick Mahomes plays the game of football, and I'll explain. The other night, there was a video of Steph Curry's warmups. And he started from the free throw line and he just kept moving back. Well, his first shot was one of those teardrops where he threw it in the air extremely high and it came down and he made it. And then he moved back to the free throw line. Then he went to the top of the three key. Then he went to the next line. Then he went between half court and that line. And then he went to half court and he made all those shots. And then he went back in the same order and made all those shots again. Now, does he do this every warm-up? Most likely. But just like when you get the videos of Chiefs Twitter feed, or Aaron Ladd of 41 Action News, or Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride, or Patrick Mahomes taking a few steps back and then letting the big arm rip down the field and throw it for 85 yards, that's the same thing. And then when you see Steph Curry play in games and do these weird dribbling techniques and then getting open and then putting up a three and a quick split second before anybody even knows what's happening and it doesn't hit anything, barely the net. And even before that shot goes in, he's already turned around at the bench or the fans and looked you in the eye and been like, it went in, didn't it? I know that, but you now you're watching it. That's Mahomes-like. Now, again, I do give you some benefit of the doubt that his games are on the West Coast. And there's going to be a lot of 9-15 tip-offs. But you'd be watching Royals in Seattle. That's a 9-07 starting time. Trust me, I know, because Vern's pregame show would start at 8 o'clock. Those are the worst. <laughs> Ooh, those West Coast games. Lock it in. You're here till I t- 2. I take those days off. The next day off, yeah, I take those off from work. Yeah, those are the worst. If you're producing those, you either piss the boss off or you're brand new at this station. <laughs> no, he has everyone do. He has all of us do. Midday, yeah, no, we're doing them. We'll have Middle of the West week, we game in two years. Yeah, you got lucky. I am Irish, but the thing I will say, I'm Irish too. Guess my luck's not enough. Yeah, I will say this is that whether you want to believe it or not, there is a little bit of cockiness. With Mahomes, just like there's a little bit of cockiness with Steph Curry. And the one thing I've always been told is if you flaunt it, you got to prove it. If you want to talk the talk, you got to walk the walk. And right now, there ain't a better shooter in the NBA than Steph Curry. In fact, I think there's only one that I would listen to in the history of the NBA, and that is, in fact, Larry Bird. Now, do I think Steph Curry is one of the top 10 basketball players of all time, which is what this argument was by Stephen A. that was then debunked and ejected by Chris Mad Russo? No, I don't think he's the best top 10 player in the NBA. Absolutely not. I think he's top 20. And I think he's done something different to the sport of basketball that is worth watching. I think the way that he plays the game, the way that he shoots, the way that he scores, the way that his team is better with him, And the way that you see him change the way the game is played is very, very, very similar to the guy that you watch at Arrowhead Stadium that wears 15 and does a lot of the same things. Hell, even Patrick Mahomes chews on his mouthpiece the same way. Mahomes will throw that sidearm little quick sling. 
Mahomes will do the no-look pass. Mahomes will talk that smack when the smack needs to be talked, and he'll walk the walk when it needs to be walked. That's just the way these guys are built, and it's entertaining, and it's fun, and you don't have baseball to watch in the professional level. So if you want to change things up, that's a good one to start with. Start where the cream is at the top, and that's Steph Curry in the NBA. It's fun, it's entertaining, and it's very similar to what you watch when you watch Chiefs games on Sunday because at times, you don't know what you're going to see. Now, you might see an average game from Steph Curry where he puts up 26 and he hits four three-pointers, big whoop. But then one of those games, you're going to be locked in, you're going to be like, this is one of the best players on the planet right now. Just like when you watch Mahomes and you're like, one game he has, you know, Two touchdowns, interception, throws for 287, and then you watch it again, you're like, whoa, 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 did he really score four touchdowns in 10 minutes total time? Did he really throw over 480 yards, five touchdowns, no picks, 31 and 39? I just witnessed greatness. Same thing with Steph. There's also enough room on the bandwagon if you want to jump on the Suns bandwagon. We got That's plenty fine. of room here. Yeah. We got we got plenty of room here. A lot of people hating on this team. Like you can you can jump on the Suns bandwagon. We got Chris Paul still. He's still truck uh, trucking along here. He's got a he's got a bad thumb, so he's gonna be out for a couple months. But he'll be back playoff time. And we talked about your boy Tyler Hero last night. I don't really like Tyler. Hero. Okay, <laughs> I don't really like that guy. But I think he's a little overrated. But at the at the, at the end of the day, I still think that uh, you can also enjoy Suns games. They're likely going to be finishing as the one seed in the West this year and will be one of the favorites to win the title. So if you want to jump on the bandwagon and feel like a winner, yeah, jump on the Suns bandwagon. Get one for CP3. That's all I got to say. We got you. We got to get there at some point. Mike Trout pissed me off. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 